Hello, and welcome to a D&D channel. On this episode, we'll be reviewing the previous episodes that we've been playing, and the inner dynamics of the town of Bellhaven. I'm your DM, Dominic, and I'm here with Melina, the person playing Poppy. Yay! So like a walking with a D&D channel. Yeah, we'll see how the feedback and the audience likes these kind of episodes. I'm thinking about doing them intermittently. This is where the audio is going to start getting a lot better for you guys, so... Cool. Uh, yeah. Without further ado, we will begin talking about the last few episodes that we made. Yay! Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed them so far, and all the listeners that are following us, uh, thank you so much. I can't (laughs) believe people are following us and listening to it. It's cool as fuck. Yep. Hope you're having just as much time listening as we are playing. (laughs) So, Poppy Adventure, episode one. You awoke from your bed on your 16th birthday a time in her village of Bellhaven when a kid becomes an adult. Up only upon passing the ceremonial ritual of diving into a tree hole of pure DMT and tripping fucking balls, a ritual that has killed one out of ten people in her village. Poppy must do so in front of the town's prestigious leaders and consultants before being dragged into the ritual. She was given an ancestral bow from her grandma that was once per day gives her advantage on attack rolls. Upon being dragged to the ritual by large fairy women, Poppy saw the most attractive woman in town by the name of Skittles. And at the ritual, she fell, Skittles did, into the tree hole and came out completely naked and in a panic. She left in a hurry, creating a very awkward and odd experience that nobody knew what to make of it. (laughs) What do you think of that? (laughs) I didn't know what to make of it. Yeah, I thought... I could have written it a little bit more clear, mm. but I reassure you and the audience that it's going to play a significance, especially in the next few episodes. Cool. Um, I had to kind of rewrite the whole Skittles thing into it because my original plan was it was just this like quick little... Odd occurrence. Odd occurrence of random activity, but then I saw a huge capability to use it to my advantage for the plot and the storyline, and it's going to be pretty cool. Cool. I like it in stories when it does that. Yeah. Well, it's going to do it on this one. Sweet. Yeah, I'm super stoked to show the audience <laughs> and you how it turns out. I've been Can't wait to it. finally meet Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> Skittles has rainbow colored hair. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like the rainbow. Her actual name is Skittles Rainbow. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fitting. Poppy then reluctantly entered the DMT hole and started part one of three of the trials of her trip. In her first stage, she had to unlock a master door covered in three locks in a horror movie-themed hallway. She fought a very horny clown who was going to eat children and found one out of three keys upon defeating him. She also fought some super-rich secret society-type leaders whom she needed to flee from due to their overwhelming strength. She was killed by a giant snake but then reappeared in front of the door leading to the snake because she's tripping balls and didn't actually die. But you did lose one out of three health points that if you would have lost all three, you would have been at a very big disadvantage inside the trip. I'm surprised I didn't die sooner, to be honest. I'm surprised you didn't die more times either. Yeah. Uh, but there was the total fear that it, when I did die from the snake that I was going to pop out of the tree hole and have to go through the entire thing Ooh. over again or fail it. Yeah, I wouldn't make annoying, overly repetitious setups like that. Like, I try to be as clear and uh pushing through forward with fighting scenes as much as possible i'm trying to be aware that fighting scenes can be a little bit boring for people to listen to 
Yeah. Uh, you were then killed the snake and found two out of three keys inside the snake's, cor- snake's corpse. You entered a door that led to a stage with a mass of people beckoning Poppy to be entertained by them. <laughs> she pleased the crowd with singing, juggling, dancing jokes, and magic to appease the crowd and found the last key she needed to enter the locked door at the end of the horror hallway. Yeah, that was by far the um, cringiest part for me. I thought it was the most entertaining. Really? I saw no cringe in that whatsoever. Well, um, listening to it a handful of times while you edited, I just couldn't listen to it. You're too harsh on yourself. It was entertaining to listen to you do stuff. I I assure you that there was absolutely zero cringe in that. Mm. So, after going through the end of the horror hallway... The door led to another location that was a huge grassland field with a town filled with humans speaking to cows as if they were geniuses. Well, it turns out the cows were normal and that the farm chickens were actually the secret geniuses who enjoyed chaotic, slightly evil pranks. The chickens told Poppy that she they needed her help to convince the town to continue eating cows as to not increase chicken consumption. Poppy agreed to help and celebrated with the chickens where the leader Nigel drugged Poppy and where they were together, they defiled the town, ding-dong ditching the mayor, killed a kid-touching priest, and just, uh, you <laughs> shit on a bunch of, uh, orphans. Yep. Peed. Yep. A little trinkle. Yeah, it was a trip within a trip. It was tripception. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tripception. <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, you could tell that you worked on it a lot. Who was your favorite character so far? Is uh, the Nigel or the talking the the clown? Um, oh fuck! <laughs> um, Nigel, because I really liked how chaotic he was. Mm, yeah, chaos is fun. Yeah, it, he was a little bit too pushing with some of the chaos, but that's okay. Yeah, characters are gonna have their pros and cons, their own flaws. <laughs> so after doing the chaos, Poppy then went to a town meeting and just barely convinced the town to stop eating meat altogether, averting the overwhelming crisis for the chickens. When Poppy left the town hall meeting, she was once again transported to another location, the third and final location of her DMT trip. This one being a romantic lakeside cabin location with her childhood crush, Darwin Stampler, a boy she slightly knew from fairy school who was in this DMT realm, had a loving relationship with Poppy, and even took care of Poppy's real-world family cat, Callie, together. This loving relationship life was short-lived when Poppy's cat, Callie, was stolen by Veronica Tang, Poppy's childhood bully. Poppy and Darwin both traveled to Veronica's castle's home, Castle home and fought her goblin servants, a flock of evil crows, and bloodthirsty wolves before getting to her castle. Upon getting to Veronica's castle, Darwin was asked to enter as Poppy was asked to leave. Uh, up yep. to that point, that was about episode uh, three. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that one? Um, I enjoyed all of it. I had a lot more... Um... Um, imaginary exercise in that one. Imagine, okay. Like I, I tried going out of the box and I felt like I was rewarded for it. So it was nice. Cool. Yeah, I try to reward silly stuff yeah. or out of the box. It's hard for me to really sit there. Like you got to do something really stupid for me to just say like, nope, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, like, yeah. <laughs> that's probably never going to happen. 
I mean, uh, now I'm going to try and make it happen, but that's all right. Uh, or until we bring on a third person, which yeah. we are uh, thinking about bringing on another person here soon with us for fun. But for right now, me and Mel are just very much enjoying two and two people <laughs> playing together and going really smooth. Once we get our, our groove really set in, we have a handful of people that want to play D&D with us that we'll, we'll let them jump in with us. That'd be cool. And listeners. Oh. If uh hey, fuck it. Yeah. If you guys want to contact us on Instagram and play a game of D and D, we just got this new microphone set up where we'd always be interested in having a listener come on and play a game with us. That would be really cool if someone reached out and I would love to have listeners cameo as like a goblin or something yeah. like that. Like you know, one goblin if you want to be like something really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Any character you want to be. That's so true. They could even send in like um, voice clips or something of their own if they couldn't make it in person. Yeah. Or that'd be yeah, super yeah. cool. Or we could have like a video chat thing set up to mm-hmm. where we can, you know, it would be a complicated thing for video chat. But fuck it. If, we could figure uh, something yeah. out. I'd love to have a listener. Cool play. idea. Yeah. But Veronica Tang, she's a bitch. I hated her. So you did a very good job. Mm-hmm creating a what character the that i think are you doing in my castle yes with exactly. my cat uh-huh. you fucking bitch and my boyfriend <laughs> darwin was then magically tranced by veronica to be her boyfriend where poppy heroically broke into veronica's castle saved her cat callie stole veronica's magic whistle controlling the flock of evil crows which aided poppy in her battle with veronica she finished off veronica by shooting her in the foot with her bow and broke darwin's spell trap releasing him from the curse and lived a long happy life with darwin in this dmt trip upon dying in the dream trip of old age she saw a light which turned into the real world back into the ceremonial tree hole Poppy exited the hole and was comforted by none other than her grandma Lily holding a blanket for her and her drunken mother Donnie, who was only partially drunk today. Poppy is now in her town of Bellhaven once more, a town that is dying of a mysterious illness that's killing off all the men in her village. The illness just started spreading to the neighboring town of Lakeshore, and Poppy has no idea what's going on or even why. 5% of the men remain. And at this rate, it's only a matter of time until the town crumbles into its own death. So what do you think about the last, like, third stage of the DMT trip overall where you fought Veronica and then exited the hole? And, like, what's your expectations that are going to happen once you exit the hole? Like, what do you think is the next steps? I assume um, I am going to prepare for, you know figuring out how to stop this disease from taking down the men in Bellhaven. Hmm. You think you're going to be trying to stop the disease from taking out the rest of the men in Bellhaven? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I would assume so. Hmm. It's kind of the plot of the story so far. Yeah. I mean, 5% of the men remain. Uh-huh. And maybe I should tell or explain more. But in my eyes, I think that there's a few of the men that seem like they have some sort of immunity to it because they've been working outside. They haven't been struck by it, but by some weird circumstance, they haven't been completely killed off by the virus yet. Okay. So I don't know if that's overly... Strong uh, immune systems? Yeah. I mean, no one knows. You know, this illness is uh, extremely fast onsetting Mm -hmm. and it hasn't given the people of Bellhaven to really get a chance to figure out what's going on okay so some people have died some people have died later and some people have should have died but haven't 
Okay. As so. a rough estimate, how many people have died from it? Um, well, there's, I think I remember saying 3,000 mm-hmm. people in the village. There's 75 men left, which is 5% of that. So, uh, 5% of 3,000 is 75. So half of 3,000 is 1,500. So whatever 1,500 minus 75 is. And I will warn you, I failed algebra. (laughs) (laughs) So this could be completely wrong. 1,425 males. There you go. 1,425 males have died in the village of Bellhaven. That's fucking insane. Yeah. No, it's a Bellhaven. It might be worth to let you know what Bellhaven is kind of like right now because you've been growing up in it. Mm-hmm. Is It used to be like a chaotic, fun town mm-hmm. where kids would kind of run around and like draw on, uh, you know, like the sidewalks, like graffiti and stuff like that and play pranks and shenanigans on people. Maybe almost okay. a lot like uh, Nigel's Village. Mm-hmm. but less meanly chaotic like no one's shitting on okay. a baby's face more of using um paint that can wash away in the next rainfall yeah and it's like a self-sufficient town okay you know um you guys don't rely on trading too much you trade mostly with uh lakeshore for a few things but and lakeshore is the town to the east yeah okay yeah so you guys are like a a nice economic town that's self-sufficient because three thousand people really isn't that much no but it's just enough for everyone to yeah but men played such a crucial role in the economy that half the village is now dead basically Mm -hmm. and so that's probably the biggest reason why it's being destructed um but because of that Bellhaven used to be like a chaotic fun happy town now it's this like depressed state of you know, people walking around town with their heads down. Um, I remember writing in that there's a group of women called the cheer squad of fairies that like work basically as like carolers and go around like passing out food and like helping people out. Cool. But even food's like kind of running low in the town. So it's getting depressive. People are like starting to really kind of lose hope in the city, but they're not giving up on it mm-hmm. you know? well i mean if there's only 75 men left i could only imagine that that would mean like yeah 75 men left alive but i would think that a handful of them bailed out in town still and left okay. so there's probably even less on than top that. of that there's a portion that are like under age and can't uh, none of the reproductive age and then some that are way too old to mm-hmm. even reproduce so yeah so it's a pretty Slim depressive pickings. state of bullshit at Bellhaven. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bullshit going on in Bellhaven. A sustainable village, but a non-sustainable population. Yeah, that was once happy and joyful, and now is depressed and sad, and very uh, depressed nostalgia going on in Bellhaven right now. Mm-hmm. And like everybody can't stand it; they hate it. Okay, fun. Yeah, <laughs> what a fantastic podcast! Yeah, so much fun. Yay! Yeah, well, depression. <laughs> um uh, okay that makes sense is there any questions that you want to ask like about i don't know Bellhaven in general and what you think like maybe needs to be cleared up um okay yeah what about like why do they send people through the dmt hole because the way i imagine it is the dmt hole is the ritual of becoming a man or Mm -hmm. becoming a woman 
So if you can't fight your inner demons in this chaotic fairy town of magic and bullshit, mm-hmm. then you're not capable capable of being a man or a woman in general. Okay. So the cool. town is like, it's almost like a fairy version of Sparta. Okay. You know, like... Yeah, throw your kid out in the mountains, see if they survive after a month. Yeah, and if they don't survive, then like, too bad, bitch, you're dead. And okay. then if you don't survive the DMT holds, hey, you're not cut out for magic fairy life. So what, um, how can a person die in the DMT hole if they use up their three lives? If they use up their three lives. Like, okay, my thought process is, um, Donnie failed it, but she's still alive. But then there's also like one out of 10 people who die in the DMT Ah. tree hole. So like, what's the difference? Well, the DMT troll is, uh, troll, the DMT hole is deep. So what typically happens in my mind is it's like a large round trunk with mm-hmm. a hole in it and the hole goes up and down and like left to right. So when someone dies in the hole, they just start to overdose and mm-hmm. completely like froth of the mouth and die inside the hole, but you can't really see them. Okay. So if they start to realize that someone's dying or they're not going to make it out, people can reach in and grab someone, pull them out of the DMT hole. Okay. And... So your mother, Donnie, was probably dying in the hole. And Lily was probably there, who's like the town champion at the DMT hole. She ran through it faster than anybody. She has the highest score. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I'm going to say for certainty, she was there and she pulled your mother out of the hole when your mom started like dying off. Okay. And now if Poppy, like, how could Poppy have drowned in the tree hole? Uh, well, if you died three times. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, that would have been you losing your consciousness even while tripping balls. Okay. And then you would have passed out and you would have been up to whoever's will outside of the hole it is to save you. Okay. Yeah. So you were in like legitimate danger the whole time. Mm -hmm. You just had to die three times to be able to put through that, which I thought that was a good test to get going in this whole podcast and like feeling it out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So there's like a... A job as one of the fairies to like be a lifeguard outside of the dmt tree hole there's not a like a position job it's more of like all the consultants are surrounded okay and the leaders are watching so i would think that everybody's like kind of waiting to give a signal like okay we might want to get her out okay and usually it's uh probably someone who's there with them like you were brought into the dmt hole in a, a uh bag yes and your grandma wasn't there at the time okay so your grandma and mother came in after you were put in the hole as part of the ritual to be there to try to help you out if you need it okay yeah cool um now you said that there are leaders of the village yeah the village elders there's four of them what what are their jobs and who are they Hmm. if you don't want to get into that right now you don't have to it's just more of a how is this village ran? Okay, so I can't reveal who the elders are just yet, mm. but I can reveal that there's four elders, and the elders are appointed. But there's 20 consultants. That isn't a stationary number of 20. The number of consultants can change. Mm. Consultants' jobs are to navigate the leaders successfully and let them know what's going on, and the leaders' jobs are to make decisions and the consultants get to their positions 
by being successful in the community okay and by like kind of hanging out around them and telling them good interesting like you know uh points and tips okay so like you have to be a leader by being appointed and if you want to stay a leader, you have to listen to consultants because... Oh, they're kind of like representatives. Yeah, the okay. consultants are basically representatives. So they listen. When you're an honorary consultant, they'll give you a robe and let you in on their like government procedures. And But you only get there by already doing the consultant's job for free. So you okay. basically have an intern job. And then if you're a good intern, you get the robes of being a consultant. Okay. I thought that was a cool way of looking at it. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, 20 consultants, but there could be 40 consultants, you know? Okay. And Skittles was a uh, consultant. Ah, okay. You know? Good old Skittles. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, are all of the four leaders, are they all women? Right now they are, yeah. Yep. Yep, all women. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, with that, I hope that caught you guys up to where we are now in the DMT trip and now Bellhaven in general. Will Poppy solve the secret of the illness? Hopefully. Will anything in her DMT trip ever come true? Will Again, Darwin, hopefully. <laughs> will, will Darwin ever fall in love with Poppy in real life? Yes. All will be revealed on a D&D channel.